Hello and welcome to The View from the Ninian. I'm Scott Salter and today we're going to be looking forward to Wolves at Home. Joining me today to give the Cardiff City view is Kieran Jones. Hi Kieran. Hi. How's it going? Good thanks, yeah. Good, good. Obviously a big game tomorrow against Wolves that um, promises to be to be fiery I'm sure after last season's antics. Um, and with due goals, I think, because none of the last eight meetings between the two sides in Cardiff have ended in a draw. Um, so hopefully we'll see a few goals. Before we look forward to the Wolves game, I just want to have a quick chat about the Everton game. Obviously, it was yeah. another loss um, in the 1-0. Were you at the game? What were your thoughts? Yeah, I was at the game. Um, I thought it was a strange game. Um, I think it was clear we set out not to get beat by playing sort of, I don't know, Arthur on the left-hand side. Is uh, very much back to the walls. I mean, we had Kareem Harris acting like a second right back at times with Manga to obviously mark uh, their left back with the overlapping runs. So, obviously, a left uh, passing for isolated throughout the game. Because, mm. you know, we, we had no national width on the one side, and uh, Harris was so, was so deep when we were in possession that, you know, it was hard to really get forward and, you know, have options really. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what your view on, on Warnock's sort of tactics and selection for that game were, but I was really disappointed to see you know, that he opted with Arthur on, on the wing. Um, he did it earlier on in the season. It might have been against Chelsea or maybe Man City, I can't remember. And yeah. it, it was clear that it didn't work then. And he's one of our best midfielders, centre midfielders for a start and really you know, sets the tempo for us in, in the centre midfield. Um, but he's... He's not a winger. He's not got that much pace and he's not a direct runner with the ball. So it yeah. really, really sort of took something away from us in, in terms of, you know, getting at Everton. And, you know, I think the stat was we didn't complete a single dribble throughout the whole game. And mm-hmm. you've got to look, think that that's down to Arta playing on the wing instead of Josh Murphy or, or someone like Bobby Reid. Yeah, but I think that we went there for not, not to concede and maybe get a nil-nil as opposed to, you know, Tip the game to have done, but what I thought was very disappointing was what a few times, well, especially the first half, the ball was going loose in the middle of the park, and like so, passer and Arthur was picking her up, but we seemed very very reluctant to get forward. To get forward, mm. we'd have, have passer driving with the ball, and we'd have Joe Rolls, you know, park on the halfway, you know, interested in getting forward. It, it, it seemed very very overly cautious. I expected us to you know to go there, set up not to get beat. Well, I think you know was the right way to go about it because I think otherwise you know the score could have gone a bit uh, heavy. For... Yes, but um, yeah. yeah, but I thought that it was a bit frustrating because like when we had a few ch- a few times we had a counter attack, you know when the ball went loose and they had those four players up you know, in Hampton hour half, that it was a bit disappointing we didn't get more more runners forward you know supporting. Yeah, like, and I just, when you know Murphy came on in the second half and he had the ball out wide. And we have like one player forward that like pass him, for example, running the box. And then the next thing, he was out like three of them players come over and like overcrowd him, and then we lose possession. So, yeah. yeah, I thought we were quite quite poor with the ball in the final third as well. When we did get chances, you know, there was a um, an instance when Patterson really did did well closing down and won the ball back, and um, he gave it to Camarasa and Rawls had made a run in behind and. It wasn't that difficult a pass, and you just played it straight through to Pickford. And if we're going to sit deep and and you know invite teams onto us and look to hit them on the break, we've got to be clinical when we go forward. 
Yeah, I, I thought that we well for most of the season to be honest, we were our own worst enemy. I mean, especially in that first half. I mean, neither well, none of Morrison, Bamba, or Etheridge come through on the ball. Mm. So when the the, 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 the back two and the goalkeeper had the ball, when Etheridge were pressing, we looked very very nervous. Yeah, I mean, you know, Etheridge has never been come through with his feet, and Morrison certainly hasn't. And Bamba is a, is a couple of playing a bit through uh, missed passes. But I mean, kind of cunning and give the ball away quite, quite a few times. And uh, and Walls, I thought that was his worst game for a while. Mm. I mean, I've never seen him give the ball away so much like he did. Uh, as soon as he had a bit of pressure on him, he seemed to be uh, sort of panic. Yeah. Like, I think the only sort of composure we had at all was Camaras in the midfield. Yeah, and that's been the case in a lot of games, hasn't it? I mean, it's yeah. scary to think that if we hadn't got Camaras in, where that creativity would have come from. Yeah, um, well, well, we lack a lot of, lot of our numbers in midfield as it is. So without Arthur yeah. and Camarasa, we'd be very struggling in midfield. Yeah, we'd, we'd, we'd barely name a three. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, on the bench with the midfielders on. Obviously, this going into this season, um, a lot of people were writing us off before before we'd even kicked the ball. Um, not naming anyone, Chris Sutton. Um, <laughs> everyone thought we'd finish bottom. We're currently at nineteenth, but just with eight points. How would you rate the season on a whole so far? Um, it's gone as expect, I think. We haven't pull up you no know, pull up trees, but we're still in there fighting. You know, we're only in tight on goal difference, a point or well, a point tomorrow would would take us, you know, would take us outside the bottom three until at least Saturday at least. But I mean I don't think a point it will be really much good in the grand scheme of things. Mm. Um but I think hopefully if we can stay in the mix come January, hopefully Vincent Tan will open his eyes a bit and realise that he's got to spend a bit, bit more money to give us a chance at least. Because I do think we lack a bit of uh, composure. That, so that final pass, mm. we get in some good positions, but we seem to be a bit panic or, you know, can't keep composure on that final third just to get that final pass, a killer pass or that strike on goal, you know? Yeah, I mean, what do you think our biggest problem has been this season? Has it been that composure and creativity? Yeah, I mean, I, I like passing the striker. In fact, I called for passing the striker February, March, you know, this year. So even last season, I called for it because I looked the way he held up the ball and how great he is in the A and the way you can strike the ball. I mean, you go to his goals, Sunderland, home, Brentford away, name a few. It's the derby away, that volley with a cross. Yeah. So I've called for passing to be a striker for months and months and months before he's, you know, he's even considered to be a striker. So I actually like him up front. But I, I don't think we need to get more service. I mean, I don't think we get enough cross into the box for him. Mm. Because, you know, he wins up most headers. He's in a lot of centre-halves, you know, regardless of who he's coming up against. He's his face of headers. He's great in the air. So I think we need to play a bit more width and maybe some more cross into the box. I think, you know, he might get a few headed goals as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think the lack of squad depth, I mean, you know, we haven't got what you call an out-right-back. Out Manga's doing a solid job. But you can see where his faults lie when he's getting forward, you know, for uh, missed crosses and that, which is, isn't his fault, you know, he's you know, 30 years of age and now he's playing his right back, you know? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think another right back, some another, another boy in, body in the midfield to improve and maybe another, a striker, a proven Premier League striker, because uh, he looks like Zahor could be on his way out. And mm. uh, Medin's not going to lock in at the moment, so... No, so, or Vinny needs to open his checkbook then. Yeah, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if he will, or not to the extent which we need, anyway. No, no, and it's the the longer the season goes on, I suppose the worry is who, what proven Premier League striker 
will want to come to Cardiff if if they look at us as a, a yeah. almost a lost cause, which I don't think we will be. We'll continue to fight, but some someone say like Charlie Austin. I'm not saying that. Would he look at Cardiff and think that's a good challenge for me if they're probably going to get promoted? Probably not. So I mean, it'll be a really tricky window, I think. Yeah, well, I, I watched um, Warner's full press conference uh, well, Wednesday, mm. and he's saying that he's, he's open to print closing contracts where if we if we send a player that they can leave if we go down, you know, either you know, you know, or you know, a loan yeah. to end the season, or obviously in a clause where they you know they can be sold if we got relegated. But I mean, someone like Charlie Austin, you know, why would he come here when Slampton are in much trouble as we are, yeah. <laughs> for yeah. example? So it'd be a very sideways move for him. Yeah. Looking but forward I mean, to, to tomorrow's well, match. If, if if you were Neil Warnock and you were sat looking at, at your side in the previous games, what changes would you make? Would you make a change in system, in personnel, would, or would you leave it as it is? Well, I would bring uh, Josh Minnerty back in because I think that's the sort, of, the sort of player where he gets the ball and he's the sort of player will get, that will get, get off his seat a bit, you know, at, yeah. you know a very, very direct pace, can shoot. You know, we saw that against Burnley and some of his goals for Norwich last season. So I, I'd have Murphy back on the side and I think I'd pull Riles out. I think I'd go for a midfield three of, uh, you know, Gunnison, uh, Art and Kamarasam just, just in front yeah. with uh, Parson in the middle and uh, Murphy on the one side and Harris on the other. Because I think that if we go that same information as it have done, I think it's going to be too negative mm. and I think we're going to struggle even though Rules are on a bad run. I think we're going to struggle against any side of Carabao chances in that uh, that formation system because passing was so isolated and uh, well, you know, Wolves are good in the ball, so we could you know go for large spells of the game again, but that much of the ball, even though you know they're newly promoted side. Obviously, they got some international footballers, you know, Moutinho and players like that. Yeah. So I think and I think we need to go for it more because even though Point will take us outside the bottom three until at least Saturday, you know. At home, sides outside the top six, maybe Everton as well. We've got to be looking at three points, I think, because I can't just get in many points away from home this season. Mm. Where on, on the pitch, where do you think the match will be won and lost? I'm in midfield. Hopefully, you know, they play sort of a two in midfield with wing backs. So if we can get the, win, win the midfield, midfield battle, keep Neves quiet and Moutinho for that matter. And hopefully we don't give any silly free kicks because after last season we never put that goal yes, top yeah. <laughs> We had that, uh, you know, nervous, uh, nervous every time we can see a free kick otherwise. Yeah, and hopefully we don't but, get a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Kieran, what's your score prediction? Oh, um, maybe a scrappy 1-0 win, maybe. Yeah, we'll take like that. A, a scrappy corner, something, anything will do. Our own goal, <laughs> as only get three points on the board. As long as you keep ticking over nicely, you know, we're going to get a win against Southampton. Keep us, you know, in our mix. Come, because I think if we get a drift come January, I think Tan will see. Well, what's the point? We're going to go down anyway. But I think if you know we're in the mix, Warnock might say, you know, a few more players get us over the line, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he might uh, realize that uh, you know, spending thirty million pounds isn't going to quite cut the. <laughs> Yes, yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, Kieran. Um, I I spoke to Ryan Lester, who's who's a Wolves fan. Um, and yep. I got the perspective from the Wolves fans and, and what they're thinking going into tomorrow's game. So that's coming up next. Mm-hmm. 
giving me the Wolves point of view today is Ryan Lester, uh, a Wolves columnist for the Birmingham Mail. How are you, Ryan? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Good, good. How are you, you looking forward to the game tomorrow? Yeah, I can't wait. Um, I'm not sure it's going to be as dramatic as uh, as last year's encounter, but I've, I've only been to Cardiff twice. Uh, once when Wolves won 3-0 th- in the playoff final and the second time um, last year, 1-0 um, in, in the league fixture week against you guys. So yeah, good memories so far. So, hoping to make it three out of three. <laughs> Hopefully not from our point of view, but at least you've got <laughs> two good memories. Um, we'll start there, I guess. Last season games were both pretty tasty between the two sides. Obviously in... August at, at Molyneux, Cardiff beat Wolves 2-1 um, in a game that not many expected Cardiff to win. Um, and I think that was one of the games that really made a few people sort of sit up and take notice of Cardiff last season. And then obviously uh, in April, um, the, the famous match, and it all kicked off, didn't it? Wolves won 1-0, um, Cardiff missed two stoppage time penalties, Neil Warnock and Nuno Espirito Santos clashed at the final whistle. Um, it was fiery. Do you think we'll see the same on Friday? Um, I mean, I, I would take that result and that kind of game again straight away now. But um, I, I don't. I don't. They say never, like never strikes twice. But um, yeah, I, I can't see that kind of encounter. I mean, I think Cardiff will probably have a not that I didn't believe last time, but they'll probably have a little bit more belief because of Wolves form. And I, I think it'll be quite an open game of football, to be honest. Yeah, and both Warnock and um, Nuno have come out this week, haven't they, and said that that there's no bad blood and they've they've settled their sort of differences. So it'd be interesting to see once once the sort of whistle goes on Friday night whether they forget that and they're they're out to the throats again. Yeah, I think um, I don't think the fans are going to forget it because it's it's certainly I mean Wolves' best days last year. There was three away games that were. I mean, we beat Bristol City in the 93rd minute with 10 men. And obviously, the one step above that was John Ruddy saving the penalty and then the other penalty hitting the crossbar. So, I think I think there's definitely a little bit between the fans after that fixture last year. But, yeah, let's see. Look, looking forward to it. Yeah, I think there's been a slight, um, maybe not from a Wolves point of view, but from a Cardiff point of view, a slight um, resentment or, or dislike towards Wolves for a few years. I can't remember what year it was, but I remember Wolves banning um, Cardiff away fans from a from a game at Molyneux a few years yeah, ago. I, 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 I recall the incident that made that happen. I can't I can't remember what year it was, but it was quite a long time yeah, ago. Probably almost 10 years ago, actually, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it was probably longer than that. Yeah, Cardiff had the bottom tier of the Steve Ball stand, um, and the, I think the second half had to be delayed. Um, there was I think there was a lot of trouble between... Um, the police and, and Cardiff fans, as from what I can remember, and I think a policeman's helmet got thrown. Uh, I think it was near or close to the pitch, and then um, and there was a massive delays after um, sort of for the for the second half. Yes, yeah, so I, I don't really know if that was Wolves v Cardiff or there were some issues with with the police, but yeah, um, that's what I can remember, and I think that was the result of why um, Cardiff got fans got banned the following year. More, I think, more on the instruction of local police than the club. Yeah. Looking looking at this season, Ryan, um, Wolves are obviously looking for their first win in six, but you know, we're we're almost in December. You're eleventh with sixteen points from three games. It's not too bad going. How would you reflect on your season to date? Yeah, I, I think there's been a, a little bit of not disappointment, but it's it's never nice to to, to look. I mean, we've we've had a, quite a poor run of form at the moment. But if at the start of the season, if you'd have said you'd be mid table at this point in the season, I think every fan would have snapped their hands off. I mean, I know the press got quite excited saying about 
this is the best promoted club and this and that and Europe. And I think um, the majority of fans really are thinking, well, you know what, I, I think success this season, and I, I believe in myself, he's re- retaining um, Premier League status. And I still think that's the case because re- regardless of having, we, 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 signed, we were lucky to sign some very good players last year. Um, they helped us get promoted, obviously the likes of Neves and Yotta. And it's, it's still their first season in the Premier League as well. So we're, we're, we're quite new to this and I'm, I'm quite humble of our achievements last year and I'm, I'm so far so good for me this season. Yeah, and I think especially when you look at um, Fulham as a, as a comparison, I think it's probably unfair or not, you know, not right to compare Cardiff and Wolves considering the, the contrast in um, money spent on a whole. Um, but Fulham obviously spent a lot of money and we've seen how they've struggled and obviously they've already sat the manager, replaced him with Claudio Ranieri who obviously got his first their first win of the season. But when you look at, at that, it shows that you know spending a lot of money doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to no, be successful in the Premier League. Certainly not. I mean, it's I'd say it's a bit of a false figure with Wolves because the majority of their spending has been signing the players that were on loan last season. I know it's it's still money spending; it counts the total, but that's it's still like the likes of Willy Bolly and Yotta. These players that were on loan last year have come along, uh, and we've made them deals permanent. Whereas Fulham have spent. I think 110 million, but they also changed their style of play, which I, I, I mean, Fulham are great to watch last year. I'm, I'm a purist and I like, like attractive football, but yeah, I think they threw a lot of money in um, and trying to change and just try to accommodate a lot of flair players and they took a few pacings and that's where we're at. But like you say, it's money spent wisely is far better than just throwing a load of money in and keeping your fingers crossed. Yeah, and you said that you're a, a purist there, so you must appreciate Warnock's style of play. <laughs> I, t- I tell you what I do appreciate is um, obviously there's, there's a little bit of history of Warnock and Wolves but what I do appreciate is what he did last year for Cardiff was fantastic I mean people knock teams that play a certain way but at the end of the day it's it's a manager's prerogative to play whoever he wants and if that gets results then that's all that matters really and it it, 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 it you can't knock what he achieved last year it was fantastic and that's not a, a Cardiff loving it's just a respect for what he achieved at that club last year so it's Full credit, yeah. I mean, it's the game at Molyneux when um, when Cardiff beat Wolves two one. I think was it two one or three two. Yeah, two one. Two one earlier in the season in August. Um, that was a wake up call for Wolves. Cardiff were big, strong, physical, uh, left of foot in, and it, and it was a Wolves learned from that and they grew. And as they did for the few defeats last year, they sort of went on to grow. But yeah, uh, credit credit to Cardiff last season for what they achieved. Considering, I mean, Villa, Fulham, Wolves to come second amongst them. Yeah, fantastic season. Obviously, there's going to be a clash of styles on on Saturday, on Friday. Sorry, um, the physical against you know Wolves do like to play um, you know more attractive football. Where do you think the game will be won and lost? I think I mean a lot of our player rules um, revolves around Neves and how he can dictate the play because he's I mean he's a very special footballer. Whether he's at Wolves next season or not, who who knows? But. Wolves like to they're quite happy to sit in in a it's it's a three four three but when they're defending it's five with the two holding midfielders so we're quite hard to break down so we're kind of hoping Cardiff if if I could I'd like Cardiff to come at Wolves which would suit Wolves countering because I think Adama Traore will start tomorrow um, sorry Friday yeah tomorrow so hopefully um, yeah mid- midfields away I mean Cardiff last year in the centre midfield are a tough tough side so if Wolves get time to play they could hurt Cardiff but will they be allowed to do that and how high will Cardiff press Wolves up the pitch? Yeah, I think it would be interesting. You mentioned Neves there and 
Warnock um, last season, especially this season, has has favoured to man mark, and you know we saw against Man City where we went eleven for eleven almost and man marked across the whole pitch, and you know our right back would be following their left winger the whole way across the pitch, and I can imagine him doing something similar tomorrow, particularly with with Neves and Sticky and Harry Arter or Victor Camarasa on them and, and trying to make life difficult for them. In, in, if um, if I could pick a way, I would prefer that because this season when teams are pressed high like that, um, like Man City, uh, Man United to an extent at Old Trafford um, and away at Arsenal, when teams were higher up in Wolves' face, Wolves were better at playing the little triangles and breaking quickly. So if that was the case tomorrow, I think that would play more into Wolves' hands. I mean, it's it's not a guarantee, but when teams are higher at the pitch and Wolves can break quickly, that's that's when we're at our best. And one last thing, Ryan, what's your score prediction? Um, your listeners aren't going to like this at all, but I, I genuinely believe Wolves can win tomorrow and I think they will do. Um, it's by no means an easy game, but I think Wolves, in a, in a few recent games, Wolves have had, not against Huddersfield, but they've threatened to score a lot of goals in, in, in quite a few recent fixtures, but it's just not going to happen. And I think tomorrow will be the day, so I'm going to go 2-0 Wolves. And one more thing, do you think it's a must win for Wolves? I don't think it's a must win. Um, if I came away with a point tomorrow, I, I would take that. I wouldn't be disappointed because in the, the day we're, we're both Premier League clubs. There's no easy games. I don't think it's a must win. Um, I think it's been a, a bit of a, a shake-up and a, rea- a reality check for, for some Wolves fans of, of of late. I mean, we lost at home to Watford and Huddersfield. And on paper, that doesn't sound good. And Wolves certainly had off days on both those days. But the game at Arsenal, in between those, Wolves were... Wolves are fantastic, so it's not a must-win, but um, I, w- I wouldn't be disappointed with a point. But I, I think Wolves can—I t- think Wolves can take all three home tomorrow. Well, it'll certainly, be an interesting game. I, I hope you're wrong, um, but <laughs> it's, it's great to speak to you, Ryan. Thanks for joining us. Uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Take care. And you. Cheers. Thank you for listening to View from the Ninian. We're four fans by fans. You can catch more content like this at viewfromtheninian.com. And let us know what you think. We're on Facebook and on Twitter. Come on, City!